Hi, I'm Roland Vive, and thank you very much for joining our podcast. Um, this is another um, COVID um, restricted podcast. We're doing this one through Zoom. Um, so um, I'd really like to talk about uh, a topic that comes out uh, comes up quite a bit in discussions with uh, business owners, and that's the question of how do you compensate yourself. Um, so it comes off uh, comes up in conversation with uh, existing clients, and uh, and particularly when dealing with uh, people who are setting up their you know, corporations for the first time. So the question is, how do I pay myself? Do I do it by way of salary, or do I do it by way of dividends? And um, the truth is, I mean, it seems like a fairly uh, simple question. The, the actual, the issues underlying that decision are exceedingly complex. So um, we're not gonna have answers for everything, but I'm certainly gonna touch on some of the major considerations. Uh, oh, I mean, first of all, discuss you know, the differences between a salary versus dividend, and uh, talk about some of the considerations that might steer you in one direction versus the other. So uh, let's get into it. So the, 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 I guess the first step would be to talk about how at a corporate level, um, and we're talking about people compensating themselves from a corporation. Um, dividends really don't apply to sole proprietors or partnerships. So we're talking about um, setting up a corporation and paying yourself either salary or dividend from your corporation. So the first thing I guess is to discuss what are some of the fundamental differences between salaries and dividends um, when looking at how they're treated at the corporate level and they are dramatically different. So um, the first, we'll, we'll look at uh, salaries. Salaries are a deduction to the corporation. So um, if the corporation has $100 of income and it pays $100 of salary out to the, the owner, then it's going to have zero taxable income. The, the salary is a deduction that the corporation receives um, and, and gets to deduct it against its corporate, it, it gets its taxable income, so it gets to um, reduce its taxes accordingly. Whereas a salary is considered to be an after-tax distribution. So if you know the corporation earns $100 in income, it pays tax on that $100, and whatever is left over is paid as a dividend to the shareholder. So when you think about it, what happens is it's taxed, that income is taxed first at the corporate level. And then when the dividend is paid out to the shareholder, they receive the dividend personally and they pay tax um, a second time. So there's two levels of tax, one at the corporate level and then one paid by the individual receiving a dividend from that after-tax surplus. So it would seem that you know perhaps dividends are not as good because they are taxed twice. So that's not the case. There is a theory called uh, tax theory called integration, which is generally designed to make sure that purely from a tax perspective, you are more or less indifferent um, whether you take a salary or a dividend. And, and generally it works. It's a pretty elegant system and it, it works within a few percentage points. So let's, let's talk about some actual numbers. So um, again, let's use the example where the company you know, has revenue, it has expenses, and after all of the expenses, it's got income of $100. If it is to pay the $100 salary, it gets zero taxable income, and that salary is taxable to the person receiving it, the shareholder, or you know the main owner who's receiving the salary. So that salary is taxed at a rate that is dependent on their marginal tax rate. So on the high end in Ontario, um, the marginal tax rate is 53.53%. So it is entirely possible that if you pay that, that business owner pays him or herself $100 salary that they could pay 53.53% tax on. I mean, that's at the high end, but that's certainly a possibility. 
So that's one scenario. Um, now let's say they go the dividend route and what ends up happening is they, they don't take any salary. So they have their revenue, they have their expenses. And after the expenses, the corporate income is $100. Um, same scenario, now there's no salary. So the corporate tax rate in Ontario, there's there's two tiers. But when you're talking about the, for the most companies, the smaller businesses that are carrying on an active business, then the corporate tax rate is 12.2%. So now you've got $100 of income, you pay your tax at 12.2%, you've got $87.80 left over that you now pay a dividend to the shareholder. So you got the 12.2% tax at the corporate level. Now the receiving shareholder gets the dividend of $87.80. Again, how much tax they pay on that dividend is going to be dependent on their marginal tax rate. But again, if we're going to do app, compare apples to apples uh, and assume that you know the person receiving it is in the highest marginal tax rate, the tax rate on that dividend could be 47.74%. So if you kind of look at the tax on $100 salary or the dividend tax at 47.74% on the after-tax distribution as a dividend, you come out to more or less the same position, okay? So the thing to understand about dividends is that although they are taxed twice, once corporately and then once on the receiving end, that the, the personal tax that you pay on receiving the dividend is reduced. It's not as much tax as you would pay on other sources of income like salary because they've already been taxed once. So there is a mechanism within the tax calculations and within the Income Tax Act that will reduce the, the rate of tax on a dividend so that it takes into account more or less um, the fact that it's already been taxed once at the corporate level at 12.2. So that getting back to that concept of integration, the reduced rate of tax on the dividend kind of puts you in the same position as if you just took salary. So, um, you know, first, so the first thing that, you know, when talking to people about um, who've set up a new business, whether they want to go the salary or dividend route, is to more or less explain there's generally not much of a, purely from a tax perspective, there's not much of a, of a difference between the two and that integration works really, really well. Whether you like it or not, it, it does work really well. From time to time, integration breaks down. If um, the tax rate, personal tax rates don't, you know, change, change generally increase at a rate higher than what the corporate tax rate decreases. Um, so there are some opportunities there, but, but by and large, if you run through the mechanics of the calculation on how you're going to pay yourself, um, their salary versus dividends often come out to be indifferent. So, so why do we care? Um, well, I mean, there are some, some really significant differences between the two. So we'll get into that. And I think, I guess the punchline when I get to the end of this is that, um, when you're making that salary or dividend decision, it's really going to be based uh, to a great degree on some of the softer issues that we talk about now, not purely from an income tax perspective. So what are, what are the softer issues? I mean, there are some that, um, you know, that are fairly obvious, um, the salary, if you were to compensate yourself by way of salary, then that's considered to be earned income. And earned income is what entitles you to get RSP contributions. So if you go purely a dividend route, you're actually not creating any RSP room for yourself. So for people for whom, um, you know, contributing to an RRSP is an important consideration, then that tends to steer us more towards, um, towards a salary-based regime. Another important consideration is uh, the ability to deduct childcare expenses. 
So again, in order, if you've you know, got kids in daycare or you've got childcare expenses for after school activities, um, those are deductible on your personal tax return. They're deductible by the lower income spouse uh, in, a, in a family. But um, in order to deduct them, you have to have a source of earned income once again. So if someone is the lower income spouse in the family and he or she compensates themselves strictly by way of dividends, then you're not gonna be able to, to deduct those childcare expenses. I mean, it seems somewhat artificial. You just choose to do dividends, not salary, but it is, you know, a very technical consideration in the act that if you don't have, um, if you don't have employment income, then those childcare expenses are not going to be deductible to you in the year. So again, that steers us towards a salary regime, at least in part, perhaps, um, to create enough earned income so that you're able to absorb your childcare expenses. And similar to, you know, along those lines, um, the salary will. If you pay yourself a salary, it will attract Canada Pension Plan contributions, CPP contributions. So um, what a lot of people may not realize is that uh, those who are employed, they have CPP taken off of their paycheck every, every pay period. Um, what is not entirely obvious to them um, is that there's also a matching amount that is made by the corporation. So if you think about someone who owns their own business, um, they're, they're getting hit with Canada Pension Plan contributions for both, both as the employee and the employer. So um, depending on how much salary you take out, and CPP contributions do max out, um, depending on how much salary you take out of your business, um, you know, the, the individual, the employee could pay upwards of $3,166 and then the corporation would match that. So salary brings us with a, with a cost both sides, employee employer, um, of around $6,332 worth of Canada Pension Plan contributions each year. Um, and that's a cost. So um, for a lot of people who may be looking at salary, they may in some respects be put off by the cost of CPP that inevitably gets dragged along with, with that salary. So, I mean, it's an important consideration. Now, you know, is CPP a good thing or a bad thing? Um, you know, people have different views of that. Um, if you've been working all your life, let's say, in a, you know, at a, um, you know, for an employer, and then towards the end of your career, you decide to go out and start on your own, and you've got many, many years of CPP contributions already paid, then if you now take a salary out of your company and pay additional CPP, you might not get much bang for the buck for those additional considerations. Whereas someone who is much younger in their career, it might be an important consideration for them to actually start paying into CPP so that they can build up those entitlements upon retirement, which kind of leads you towards a salary, uh, salary approach. So those are, those are some of the reasons, at least some of the major reasons why you'd want to, to go the salary route. Um, why would you want to go the dividend route? Well, um, it's simpler. Um, there's far less compliance associated with, with dividends. So, you know, essentially you just, whenever you need money, you write yourself a check. We, you know, dividends don't necessarily have to be on a quarterly basis like we would uh, see with a public company where it's important for them to report and declare dividends on a quarterly basis because they've, they've got investors they need to keep happy. Um, if this is your own business, you can simply write yourself a check when you need it. Um, and at the end of the year, we can tally up uh, how much you've taken out and just uh, declare a dividend in that amount and issue a T5 slip for it. So, so dividends are, are much easier. And again, kind of, you know, bringing, comparing them to salary, um, 
if CPP contributions are not important to you, building up RSP room is not important to you, um, then you know they they can be cheaper by you know at least on the surface by avoiding those Canada Pension Plan costs. So you know those those are some of the major differences, and and I think you know there's no one size fits all here. I think for some people. Um, the decision to to go salary route will be driven in a, to a great extent based on you know their desire to get RSP room and, and child care deductions. Um, so you know I think the consideration is is really just one that is tailored to each individual person. And once we kind of walk through the mechanics and they realize that there's not a huge tax income tax difference, um, then um, you know they they kind of focus on the softer issues, which is important. Now. Um, you know, there's no, I mean, there are, there are some other, I mean, I can focus on just the major ones. Um, there are some other considerations that start to get into, you know, get into finer points of, of uh, tax law. Um, you know, if you, again, if you go salaries and, um, you might be able to over time create enough entitlements to set up an individual pension plan or IPP for yourself. So, um, you know, again, those are, those are other examples. So, um, you know, the decision is not a permanent one. I mean, that's the other thing to, to bear in mind. If you decide to compensate yourself by way of dividends um, in 2020, you can completely choose have a, a different approach. So if you, know, you start off with dividends, you can absolutely switch to salary or vice versa. So, you know, your approach in one particular year is not going to lock you into any long-term decisions and you can, you can change that from year to year. Um, and the other, you know, the other thing to bear in mind is that you can do a combination of the two. Um, you know, there's nothing that prevents you from doing part salary and part dividends um, in a particular year. And you can, you know, vary them. Um, we see that quite a bit. Sometimes um, there is a, a little bit of a bias towards at least a portion of dividends. If the company that you, that you own has investment income, investment income is taxed under a completely different regime. Uh, it's taxed at fairly high tax rates. And some of that tax that the corporation is paying on its investment income contains what we call refundable taxes. Um, the corporation pays it, and if it pays out a dividend to a shareholder, then it gets a portion of its tax back. So a lot of times, you know, you might be taking a salary and be quite comfortable with that. But if there is one of these refundable tax balances in your corporation, that it might actually make sense to switch at least part of your compensation over to a dividend regime so that you're able to recover some of those refundable taxes. So, um, you know, again, there's just so many considerations here. I think the important thing is to kind of empower business owners to understand some of the fundamentals uh, on how, you know, a dividend is taxed and treated and how it's not deductible to the corporation and to look at salaries and just kind of explain those those basics so that they can they can make decisions for themselves. And like I said, a lot of times, uh, it really just does boil down to the softer issues on whether or not they want to build up RSP entitlements and, and those sorts of things. And that that's it. That's basically it. So if you're kind of grappling with the, this decision as a, as a business owner, just you know reassure yourself there's no right or wrong. Um, and if you're going to be in business for you know 25 years, then we can absolutely over time shift your compensation model from, from one to the other or employer combination of the two. So it's really just a case of picking a strategy and revisiting it every year um, and just to make sure that it still is appropriate for, for some of your future goals. 
And that's it. Thank you for joining.